Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is December 5th. And uh, yesterday we had some red ink. It looks like uh, possibly red ink this morning, too. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in the world we live, there are so many things you and I, we have no control over. However, you can take control of your portfolios. You need to know how much risk you have in that portfolio, and you need to know what that risk should be based on your circumstances and your risk number. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. And morning, Dave here. Hi, I'm glad you're with me today. I do appreciate it. It's 8.39 now, 21 before 9. And it's time to check in on our money and see what Wall Street's happening today. I think the bloom is kind of off the bowl that we had at the end of the month in November. I've got another day of a little bit of red ink. Not enough to scare the pants off of you, but it's uh, two days in a row, I think. Let's see what's going on with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm doing well today as we head into this, you know, we're in this full full first week, really, of December and yeah, you're right. We've had a, you know, a down day yesterday. And I got to say, there's some red ink showing up this morning as well. Yeah, yesterday was uh, not really all that bad, except for the NASDAQ, who had a rotten day. But, you know, Dow was down 11 hundredths of a percent, down 41. S&P was down 24 and a half. So that was about a half a percent. NASDAQ had a rotten day. They were down eight tenths of a percent, down about 120 points. And I'm I'm wondering whether we need to write this off as uh, profit taking after a barn burner November, or whether or not the Santa Claus rally really did end early. I don't know. You're talking about the Santa Claus or, or the rally ending early. I, I got to tell you, I saw this headline. I uh, didn't get a chance to read the article, but it says the perfect flow tsunami is over, and it's time to put on a tactical shorts on the stock market. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You told me that before we went on the air. My first reaction was, oh, good, they want us all to sell short. Is that ever going to go over big when they're wrong, isn't it? <laughs> That's the truth. You know, selling short is the only place you can lose a lot, a lot, a lot of money. You know, oh. if you buy something and it goes to zero, you, you, you've lost all your money, but but that's all you lost. You, you go short, you can lose more than what you thought you were going to lose. Uh, yeah, it also causes some weird swings in stocks, too, when shorts end up expiring. And uh, we all remember our dear friends from the uh, Reddit gang and the fun they had with GameStop and the rest of the and the rest of the uh, about a year, year and a half ago, uh, produces some incredibly weird swings in the market when they when the market tends to start playing with short options, don't they? Yeah, it does. It really does start to play can put some havoc in the market for sure absolutely we're, we were describing this on the phone before we went on the air as being one more tidbit day and then we really start getting a whole flood of interesting reports in and they start this morning uh with the jolts report that's the report of how many job openings there are in the economy they're expecting it to go down by a couple of hundred thousand, not a lot, but the job openings are expected to go down. But they're still expected to have about 9.3 million job openings in this country waiting for somebody to fill them. And given the fact that we're only looking at about a million and a half people that are on continuing jobless claims, 
uh, I think the employment market still, you've you got to say it's going to be good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still, I mean, you know, when you got nine, nine million plus job openings, that's, that's still um, a, a pretty good hefty number. But I will tell you this, uh, Dave, I was looking at one of the reports and um, Twilo is uh, uh, going to lay off another 5% of its workforce. And I think it said this is a third round of layoffs it's had in a year. This is Zillow, you said? It's called Twilo, T-W-I-L-I-O. What are they? They are, they're, you know, they're one of them tech companies. Okay. And it kind of comes in with the uh, storyline that we had yesterday. The, uh, the big layoff numbers we're seeing, uh, it seems very heavily still in the tech industry. Once again, I, I wouldn't want to be Gavin Newsom right now out in California. No, he's, he's losing some taxpayers for sure. Absolutely. Other things coming up, it's going to be a busy week. Like I said, once we get past the uh, Jolts report today, tomorrow we get the ADP private sector employment report, then first-time unemployment claims on Thursday, and then the big national number, almost a week late because of the way the month started, uh, we get the official unemployment rate on Friday. So there's going to be some big market-moving events this week, but for the moment we're mostly just looking for ideas, and one of the bellwether companies that you and I talk about every every year when they come out, uh, Toll Brothers, the big, uh, the big home builder, we don't have them out yet to what I understand, but they're up 72% so far this year. A little later on this morning, we're going to hear from one of the big national home builders. That might actually be one of those individual reports that could actually be a market mover as well, wouldn't you suspect? Well, I think it could be because um, they'll, they'll have an outline of what the real estate market looks like and the construction market. And that will, um, you know, that could that could shed some light on the forward looking what people think are going to happen in that in those markets. Yeah, there's a domino effect to home building down the line. On top of the fact, it gives us a kind of a verified hard hard copy reading for all the statistics and the tidbit stories that we're reading about the housing market. I saw one this morning that almost goes 180 degrees opposite against what you and I were talking about yesterday, but, uh, you know, borrowing money from our you know parents for down payments and the people that are buying homes are mostly cash buyers. I saw an article this morning that said a whole lot of home buyers are saying, oh, to heck with it. We're not going to wait for the rates and the prices to go down. We're going to swallow seven and three quarters percent and just buy a home anyway. Uh, I don't know what to think about it, but I'm seeing articles and research that are pointing in five different directions on the home market. What somebody that actually has skin in the game is doing might be kind of an interesting report later on today. It could be, and and it could be that, you know, uh, before we went on there, I told you interest rates are coming down. The 30-year Treasury is now at 4.37, so that means 30-year mortgage rates are, are also slipping down a little bit as well, so that could help the mortgage market a little bit. Absolutely. First time somebody sees it goes under seven and a quarter or something, I suspect we're going to see a lot of pent-up demand happen, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Talking about debt, Dave, did you see that uh, Moody's downgraded China government credit rating to negative from state? That probably is going to explain some of the Asian rim numbers when we get to the futures, because uh, Asia really looks ugly this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There. You've got that going on. Hey, the other thing you've got tidbit here is, you know, AT&T, uh, they're still building and they're working on their network all the time. Well, they've always in the past have used um, Nokia 
for mm-hmm. that uh, networking equipment and that kind of stuff. Well, they've uh, switched and Ericsson got the bid this time. And so Ericsson is going to be coming in and replacing a lot of that Nokia equipment. And so uh, Nokia is getting beat up and Ericsson is getting a little bit of a bump this morning. Another high tech, another high tech pair of stocks that are going to swing the Nasdaq all over the place. I suspect. By the way, have you noticed what crypto is doing these days? You and I both kind of belittle Bitcoin as being a good investment tool, but at the same time, the day traders have got to be happy. It passed forty-two thousand dollars yesterday on Bitcoin. Yeah, it, it did, and, and I've seen a couple of headlines. You know, it's going to go to a hundred thousand, and this and that, and who knows. Yeah, the people that are bidding, it goes to 100000 and the people that own it at 42 I'll bet, right? Exactly. That's that's right. <laughs> it is one of those markets that talking up the market, I think, is endemic to it. Uh, other stuff going on, again, tag interest I got here, that uh, next uh, earnings season could be a very good one for beating because Wall Street analysts are cutting quarter four earnings forecasts right and left from what I see. So. We're going to have a lot of beat the street of much lower expectations next quarter. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, we talk about beating the street. That's just beating the expectation, you know. Mm. But you really have to look at, if you're really gauging a company, is year over year, how did it do? And that the analyst's expectations, they, that doesn't have anything to do with what happened in the past. Um, you know, they just look forward and say, oh, they did great because they beat our expectations. Well, they're down, you know, Five ten percent from where they did last year, so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to the fun that is Wall Street. It's kind of one of the reasons why I have a tendency to have a fetish at looking at trailing price earnings ratios as to whether or not I've got a safe investment instead of the projected price earnings ratios off of the reports. Because every once in a while, they're a major load of hooey as far as the as far as the actual projections go. Speaking of a load of hooey, we talk about really high-priced stocks. We do have some reports. I understand AutoZone reported this morning. They're one of those really expensive stocks I've never understood the price for. Yeah, AutoZone, um, they came in and they they beat on earnings. Uh, I mean, pretty good, almost by a dollar a share. They came in at $32.55 a share versus $31.57 expected. Revenue, though, was in line with expectations. And so uh, because of that, um, they're unchanged right now. They had been down about 1.5% earlier this morning. But uh, now that stock's at $2,664 a share. Good heavens. That's in Berkshire Hathaway land. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Pretty good. Other yeah. indications we got. So we had J.M. Smuckers reported as well, the, you know, the snack food and jelly company. Um, they came in and topped earnings expectations for their fiscal second quarter. Um, sales rose too, uh, which, was, which was good for them. Uh, they're having some, except for, I said, Pet foods. Their pet, pet foods, I guess, are, uh, are are not doing quite as well. They're uh, they're trading up a little over three and a half percent today. I wonder what brand of pet food they manufacture. I don't know who makes the brands that I buy. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I can't um, believe it would be good marketing to call it Smucker's Pet Food. That's not no, going to no, go. I don't, I don't think so either. Hey, no. the other one I have, the last one I have you for you is another tech company. Um, called GitLab, and um, and so they're a d- software developer tool. 
that software developers use in their process of developing software. Um, they posted stronger than expected earnings for their uh, first quarter, physical first quarter report, um, and, um, and some upbeat guidance for this next quarter and the rest of the year. So they're getting a nice pop this morning, Dave. They're up 13%. Well, I'm help the NASDAQ a little bit. Resetting the table. It was an off day yesterday on Wall Street. Get past a couple, three of these, and we're going to have to stop saying it might be profit-taking. 45 minutes before we open this morning. What are we looking at, sir? So we've got some red ink, like I said earlier. The Dow's down about a quarter of a point right now. The S&P 500 is down almost a third, and the NASDAQ 100 is down four-tenths. So everything's Pretty much red this morning. Even on the other side, we've got silver down two-tenths of a percent, well below 25 now at $24.85 an ounce. Gold's up two-tenths, but still off its highs at $2,046 an ounce. And then crude oil is flat right now at $73.04 a barrel. We'll take that happily as long as it stays down there. Maybe the reason that crude oil has been uh, bottoming down a little bit is what you were saying about the Chinese market looking bad. And boy, are the stocks in the Asian rim down. I got Japanese markets down by 1.37% at the close at 6 a.m. And that's small potatoes compared to the Hong Kong exchange. It's down by 1.9% at the close. Mainland Chinese markets are down by the better part of two. Uh, that downgrade on Chinese credit just was really bad bad all the way across the rim. Europe, on the other hand, is eh, kind of following our futures. Off fractionally, the overall index is down by like a tenth of a percent in Europe halfway through their trading day. But boy, oh boy, is the Asian rim ugly this morning. I'll bet they can't wait to buy some bargains tomorrow when they open up about midnight our time. Getting my retirement together takes a little effort, and if I'm invested in the Asian rim, I'm probably kind of nervous today. How do I find you to get the risk out of my retirement plans? Dave, risk is exactly why we developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here tomorrow morning, hopefully with some green ink to tell you about here on Light FM. Philip, I'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember that. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, take care and join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.